Hello everyone and welcome back to the L Rambles podcast. I am here. It is what's the date today? January 9th of 2018. You guys have not heard from Jules, my wonderful co-host and myself since I want to say October and I'm cringing <laughs> saying that because our goal was to bust out some of these podcast episodes in December especially and that didn't happen. So nonetheless we are back, we are here and hopefully the audio is sounding all right, but we are we are back ready to bring you guys a great year of podcasts and this is how we're starting. So I've got Jules, we're we're on Skype right now and doing this podcast together cuz we're where are you? Hi, <laughs> I am down in uh, fairly sunny Florida, uh, down near um, in Naples, and uh, out of the cold, cold, cold northeast for a few weeks. So even though Elle and I have been living together and working together in the same house, it took me going down to Florida for us to regroup on this podcast. But it's it's exciting to be here today. It's it's going to be a good year. I you guys know if you follow on social media that the past year or 11 or so months I stayed with Joel's my parents and I'm going to be moving out in a week. I will be moving into my new place on the 15th and so now we will be away from each other so we're going to want to talk to each other even more and and we'll just bring you guys the podcasts during that time. So, any new updates that you want to talk about? Anything's coming up? Any events that we have going on? Yeah, uh, 2018, you know, whenever we have a fresh uh, turning of the calendar, it always gives us, everybody, an opportunity for um, looking ahead and, and embarking on this wide open calendar and the opportunities ahead. So one of the things that we have every year um, has been our fitness weekend. And so we, as Team Best Fit Body, offer a fitness weekend in February. And um, each year we have some aspect that is for competitors, but also um, throughout the weekends, it's been mixed com competitor and, and wellness this year. We are splitting it. So one day is pure wellness topics and the other day is pure competition topics. Um, the two, you know, do go hand in hand. But so that's super, one of the big yeah, exciting super things. Exciting. I'm, I'm excited because this year on Saturday, we actually get to participate in a lot of the events that we're having. We're having some, you know, outside people come in. Usually, Jules and I run the workshops together, and we're the ones talking the whole time, but we have some really awesome guests coming. We have a grit and resilience training speaker coming to do a whole workshop. We've got a fun guest to do a special workout that people are going to enjoy, I think, definitely out of their comfort zone. So uh, it's going to be an awesome weekend, and that's the 10th and the 11th of February. If anybody listening is interested in that, you can check out the details on our website, which is bestfitbody.com, B-S-T. 
B-E-S-T-F-I-T-B-O-D-Y.com, and that's our fitness weekend. So we're not going to talk about that anymore, but if you have any questions on that, please let us know, um, and if you want to join us. That will be in Shrewsbury, Massachusetts, for anybody listening that's like, hmm, I'd love to go, but oh wait, I'm in you know Seattle, Washington or something. You are welcome to come from wherever you are. We would love to have you. So... Moving on to today's topic, you guys, I asked on Instagram and we got over a hundred responses within the hour. I said it was a two hour thing, like we're recording a podcast today and you guys flooded the comment section with questions and topics that you wanted us to cover. So we're basically set for the rest of the year pretty much. Um, In today's topic, uh, we have selected a winner. So the winner um, whose topic we chose, her username is uh, P Sims Fitness, and I'm going to read you guys what she wrote, and then we're going to dive into the topic. So she said, the difference in mindset for being on prep versus not being on prep, the difference in goals workouts, diet, and how you balance each with family time, self-care time, worth ethic, and ways of training. And then she also asked how to survive the cold of Boston, which shout out because I'm in Boston right now and it's 30 degrees and a heat wave. So basically the summary of what she wanted us to talk about was the difference between living fit and living healthy without a competition. So this is for anybody that is either post-competition and doesn't have a competition on the, you know, on the horizon or even maybe ever again. Or it's for the everyday person who has never competed before. So we wanted to talk today about what it's like to be fit and live a healthy and manageable and lean and athletic life without having a competition as a goal. Because there is going to be plenty of times in your life where that isn't the goal and you need to have motivation without that timeline goal. So I'm going to let Jules, you know... What's your first thought on this and and where where do you want to take it? Yeah, no, that's you know, I was very I was struck very much by um, the the depth and breadth of that uh, that suggestion. Um, and I think we got a lot of other suggestions that kind of hit upon many parts of that. and and the reason why I, I think that we both gravitated to this one because it was it, it talked about or it it, talk to me about the issue that comes up over and over again um, for most people who find a passion for a fit lifestyle uh, on all the different levels of, of what that means. And so for me, I think it comes down to um, addressing this from the perspective that if you plan to live a fit lifestyle, that you have to look at it that it is a continuous thing, that there is no end to uh, a fitness lifestyle and and even without a competition because a competition this will go into a little more detail I think um, you know it, it is deadline oriented and goals we always say should be deadline oriented but fitness um, you know if we t- when people come to us and say they want to be you know more fit or they, they want to improve their fitness it's very very broad so the first thing is to understand the continuum and that the things that are going to come up in your life um, are going to present different choices, challenges, options for fitness. And then the next part of that is, and this is really critical, and this I spend a lot of time 
talking to individuals when when I, when we're working with them, El does as well, is to help them verbalize and identify what the definition of fitness is. And I think, you know, when we look at it, and especially on social media these days, fitness is a very visual thing, and it is an aesthetic thing. But fitness is, is also, you know, functioning every day. You know, I'm, I'm reminded of this often in my life, because, you know, you look at things differently when you're in your 20s, or maybe when you're in your teens in college, and you're athletic, because maybe you played sports, or it's just, it is the way it is. And then as you move through your life, you know, then you're faced with, well, what does fitness mean to me at this point in time? And sometimes I even think about it's pouring rain, and I'm in the, <laughs> and, and I'm, or it's really cold outside, and I'm pushing a shopping cart full of groceries on an icy pavement. And it, to me, fit, fitness at that very moment means that I'm strong to push my shopping cart fast that I can get to my car in early early and I'm um, I have enough agility and balance that I'm not going to fall so so that's one aspect of fitness so my point with that is to you know I think as we go through the this podcast I think I want people listening to start to think about what does fitness mean to them right now and when we go into a little more aspects that we're going to talk about motivation is to that needs to be revisited over and over again um that's a good that's a good segue. So you just said that fitness to you means being able to do the things you need to do physically to make your life more productive and better and so you're not sopping wet in the pouring rain because you couldn't get to your car fast enough because you can't push the heavy shopping cart, right? Like that's yes. that's yes. what you're saying and and so it kind of made me think like, okay, I want anyone listening to think about that right now, even if you have to pause the podcast before you hear what I say. What is, what, it, why do you do fitness? And, and you mentioned social media, and it's like, <clears throat> was there social media before, or was there fitness before social media? <laughs> yes, there was. But it's like, so everyone takes it to this like big and extreme level because of social media. So like, if there wasn't social media, would you still do what you do? Would you still go to the gym every day? Would you, you, you know, would you do morning cardio because you couldn't post it on your story, like with your your timestamp of like 4.30 a.m., like doing cardio? So I think that's kind of funny to think about, like why do you really exercise so you could take a post-workout selfie for your Instagram following? Um, or why do you do it? And so I think for me, if what, what does fitness mean to me right now? Um, since I'm shifting into a more lifestyle and manageable uh, aspect of fitness, whereas I don't necessarily have a competition on the horizon, it definitely means to me that I get to do every something every single day that is for me and I see my mom and you know a lot of you guys asked like you know what's it like working with your mom and blah 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 everything with your mom it's like I see my mom my mom's my, been my role model for maintaining a fit life I always look at her I'm like man that that looks easy and we talked about in our last podcast it's not easy it takes a lot of effort but it's to grow older and be capable and, you know, kind of look badass and feel badass. So for me, it's like all about the feeling and all about the how good I feel when I get those endorphins and when I eat well. Um, I know the nutrition thing is huge. We're going to get into that yeah. about, um, you know, maintaining nutrition when you don't have a competition on the horizon. Um, so definitely think about that. Think about what what fitness means to you and if you would fitness without social media. 
That's really an awesome way to look at that. And, you know, I, like I said, I can um, I can speak from the times where magazines, you know, were starting in the, you know, in the in the 70s and 80s were really starting to portray, you know, especially women. Um, and I think this is very, very appropriate for, you know, a lot of people that that are very sort of uh, concerned about fitness and um you know, they do look at it as t- at times where their maybe their body image starts to change because they didn't really even think about it when they were younger. But then their bodies change, or you know, maybe their lifestyle changed, and they and then they start to push to fitness, and they see that it has a result. And I think that's where a lot of people talk to us about what fitness means is that they can do something proactively, and then they get a result that's desirable. And and then, but this gets distorted when it is only an aesthetic based. Um, when people do say, you know what, I, I, I enjoy uh, competing. I want to do a com- competition because it proves that I've done something. Well, if you didn't, if you couldn't see those changes, but the changes were happening and you still could improve flexibility, which we don't always see, you could still improve balance and core stability and all those things and strength. Um, you know, they are all measurable. They're all parts of fitness. But like Al said, unless you post it on social media, does it happen? Or in, unless you compete with somebody, I think those drive us. And and a lot of times, people who are fitness minded are driven by that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that may segue into talking about motivation. But I'll yeah. let Al. Yeah. Kind well, of I was gonna say that our the, so it's that's. <laughs> That's perfect. It's like, so we have these things that drive us, but what keeps us? And so that's what we are, you know, that's what we want to talk to you about is that what, how do we keep you going? And so it, let's talk about, for example, um, what keeps you going after your body starts to change, you know, after a diet or after a show or something, or like maybe if you have quote unquote fallen off of your regimen, like how, how do you deal with those feelings of the body changing and, and maybe you're not at your peak fitness level? Like, how do you deal with that, Jules? Like your body changing? Yeah. You know, and it's, that's, that's an interesting perspective because I think, um, a lot of times people think, you know, it's a, it's a direct cause and effect and it, and it is, but it's not, it's not instantaneous. You know, it's not like you open the window and the air comes in and it happens. Um, it, you know, you have to kind of open the window and let it all happen. Um, and you have to be patient. And that's one aspect about change and, and driving those changes that some of them you will have, uh, you know, instantaneous rewards. For example, um, when people make a change for nutrition. And so if you go from, you know, maybe just not making the best food choices, um, you know, maybe dehydration, all those different things where you're not really, you know, thinking about eating, you're just sort of eating. And then you put effort into improving the quality of food, maybe the quantity plus or minus that you need. And then suddenly, like literally, the majority of people will feel an improvement with a few days, Um, whereas they may not see the changes, but they'll feel it. And so if, you know, they start to get used to the feeling of feeling better, they forget sometimes that they didn't feel so well. So when they, you know, sort of go off the plan, and I think we run into this a lot, where people will fall off the, you know, they're, they're sort of eating well, and then they go, oh, yeah, this is why. And, and, and if they can remind themselves, it gets back, it gets them back on track, which I guess 
you know, you asked me specifically, how do I get myself back on? No, um, I, no was, I didn't ask that. I asked you, what do you, what do you do when you start to feel like your body has changed? How do you, how do you feel? Because, because this is the issue is that people look great and they feel great and then they fall off and they don't like the way they look. So, or, or it's not even falling off. It's the fact of gaining weight back because a lot of times this is, this is the issue is that a lot of people are reaching their peak of fitness, like for myself, like I reached my, probably the best that I've ever looked at the end of this season. And so now I'm seven and a half weeks post-show. Um, I put on a couple pounds. I'm trying to maintain. I'm trying not to gain too much. But how do you get used to your pants being a little bit tighter? And and, and these and it's not in an unhealthy way. Yeah. How, does, how, how does it, how do you deal with it? It's how do you deal with actually living in a body that is, manageable something that you know when we look on social media we think that these lean 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 people are you know managing uh, a healthy body this right. way when that's right. not the reality so what do you do and what what's your advice to somebody who's struggling with their body image yeah well and I think you you said the key word what's manageable and so it really comes down to understanding that what you might have really pushed for for this peak of you know of this physique that you were you were striving for you were doing all the work to that yeah, like but what then were the sacrifices what were the sacrifices <laughs> and then and so then you get to that point and you say yes and and people will say this is how I want to be but they forget that they were hungry all the time or they forget that they actually had to make some sacrifices with personal time for other things to get all the training done so so this is where I call it the negotiables and you have to sit down and reevaluate what are your new negotiables for for managing it and you might say yes my clothes might be you know I might not fit in my competition jeans mm -hmm. um, are right always now. the cutest jeans like they are <laughs> super cute but you need to go buy them in your manageable yeah it's <laughs> true that's, yeah. yeah and I think that you know one thing to realize is that you within yourself always possess the ability to to evoke change and so for the good or, or for the for the bad okay so you need to to embrace that and make those decisions on what is negotiable so for the people who say yes I, I do want to be able to have a little more social social time and I am willing to realize that I may have to not be at the gym for you know that amount of time or I might need to relax a little bit on on my nutrition so that I can in, involve those other things so how were you I, I guess I want to ask you so what okay so you use that example but what are your non-negotiables like what is important to you and yeah, yeah in order to maintain yeah. Yeah, yeah. My, um, for me, my my non-negotiables um, really are some baseline for my fitness activity. Number one, I, and I know that um, this has been and always has been um, since I guess since my kids were grown up enough. The guess that I could put myself first, and what I've done is always know that I need to hit a certain number of you know ex exercise 
sessions, I guess, some type of activity, um, because I know that that's my minimum for feeling good. Okay. So for me, it usually means four or five times a week doing some fitness related activity. So it could mean a yoga class or, you know, of course I love resistance training as my favorite, favorite. Um, and as I get older, I have a, even a better appreciation for let's, what it can do for my body. Let's talk about, um, let's talk about nutrition though. Because this yeah. is where people struggle. And this is what yeah. I want to hit home is that, like, in order to do well and live a healthy lifestyle when you're not in competition prep, how do you eat? Like, how do you make it so you don't gain a bunch of weight? Like, yeah. that's what people need help with. Because yeah. food is at our disposal all the time. All the time. No matter yeah. where we go what we do, there's food that you can either buy or it's free. <laughs> and yeah. like people are offering you things. Like how do you, how do you, how do I do it? Maintain. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the biggest and most important thing is I need to, um, feel good inside. Mm. And, 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 and that isn't like, you know, Oh, I love myself, but no, I need to, to really feel good. And I know that, um, eating regular meals makes me feel good. I know that I am definitely a person that, um, if I could sit down in front of a, you know, a buffet of food, I could easily just keep eating, but I know that does not feel good for me. Um, I know that I do enjoy an alcoholic beverage when I'm not competing every once in a while. Um, and I know that it, there's times where I can decide that I'm going to have a drink once a week. Um, but there are also times that I decide I'm not going to have it. Yeah, so I definitely, I want to talk about that for a second because I think one of the hardest things is that people don't, we got a little feedback here, sorry about that, Uh, people don't realize that there should be, sorry, we just had a little bit of feedback there. Just a little bit of feedback, trying to clear it out a little bit. Okay, so... Basically, um, people have a hard time realizing that there there doesn't have to be an all or nothing about it. And so, personally, in my reverse dieting, in my post-show experience right now, I'll, I'll explain to you a little bit about my mentality now and how I'm maintaining. I, you know, past two weeks, I've, I've been between 117 and 118 pounds. I stepped on stage about 112. So... In the past six or seven and a half weeks, that what's that? What's what is math? Six pounds, four four to six pounds, um, up from that weight. Um, in the past, I have not been as successful with that, and why is that? Mostly because I kind of didn't know how to say no, and I didn't I didn't really have my non-negotiables. I kind of just went with how I was feeling, and. In order to maintain a healthy lifestyle, although we, you know, you hear all about intuitive eating and, you know, intuitively I would eat and eat and eat. Like if I just like, <laughs> we are, <laughs> we are not able to, I would say intuitively eat, um, to maintain a lean look some people are that's fine but um you know some people ask like oh how do you intuitively cut I'm like you you just don't because like I just in my opinion I don't think that's wise because if you intuitively are 
dieting, you're just going to restrict yourself. Like, and then you're going to end up, you know, so there is no intuition on that. Yeah. We can go about, I could totally (laughs) talk about that for a whole nother podcast, but, but I, I have much more awareness now and much more intention. And so I think that that is the biggest thing is that you do have to have a conversation with yourself. Like, okay, no, I'm not necessarily restricting all the time. Like I had two glasses of scotch the other night, like, because I felt like it. And the thing about that is that the next day I actually didn't feel great. (laughs) So it's like, all right. So in the moment I did enjoy that. And that was a conscious thought, but every day when I make, you know, when I'm drinking my gallon of water and I'm, you know, choosing my high fiber, high volume foods to, you know, fill my intake, um, it's not an all or nothing. And I do indulge when I want to. And I think that that is, the biggest thing is that you have to learn not to indulge every time an opportunity comes up and that sometimes you do have to say, no, I ate, you know, I ate that last night, not tonight. Yeah. You know, and I think that this, you know, what I started to say about what pushes me to maintain my fitness, you know, with the, with the training, I always look at it as my food, um, fuels my my body and my soul, and I know we had a lot of uh, comments and questions about uh, emotional eating, and I think that this is um, part of it too. When people are trying to look at their nutrition, um, they're struggling often with the the two little you know the angel and the devil that the angel telling them eat this way because it's good for your body and the other little devil that says eat this way because it's good for your soul and I think if we stop looking at that as this conflicting thing but we start to step back and say you know how can I fuel both at the same time and and come up with that negotiable and realize that you know making choices are always going to be some aspect of compromise and I guess that's the same thing when you sit down to that buffet you're going to have to compromise because if you keep eating, you're going to have a bellyache. If you don't eat enough, you're going to be hungry. So, you know, it is coming to that point where you you can literally have both, but you have to learn the cues of what is important to your body. And I think most people know if they're eating too much um, that they know that either it doesn't make them feel good or they realize a pattern of that is going to have them gain extra weight. Um, for the most part. So, so this is where you do always have to say, I'm going to allow myself maybe a little bit of freedom, but then there are going to be times I need to check myself and pull back. So that's how I look at it. And, you know, yes, I have gone through periods of my time in my life you know, two years ago when our father and my husband um, was sick and we spent a good nine months or so prepping for the things that were going to be going on and, and, and the post-surgery you know, I, I put myself in priority, but it wasn't 100%. And I felt that, but it was what I needed to do at the time. But then when I knew I could take back pushing myself to number one again, I did that. And that's what life is about. That's what fitness is yeah. about. Fitness for your life. Right. That's definitely about what you have to figure out what it is in your life that's going on and what you're, what's going on in your head right now. Because if you're not in the right place to... And, then, and it's hard because it's like, okay, well, then it's easy for you to be like, oh, well, just not right now. I'm, I'm not motivated right now just because too much is going on. Again, you have to figure out what the non-negotiables are. And even if you only have two non-negotiables or one, which is like 
gym three times a week. It's like you just have to accept that that is your upper limit and that is what you are going to achieve. And I think that one thing that in this society and the way that we think is that, you know, perfectionism and and more, more, more is what's going to get you there. And so we set these big high goals when we're motivated and then every time we don't hit those crazy out of reach goals, we, we beat ourselves up for it. And it's like, okay, so you're going to tell yourself that you're going to eat clean. I I hate saying that, but you know what? You guys know what I mean, right? (laughs) Um, Eat clean or like prep your meals and always have your food prepped. And then you're on top of that going to hit seven workouts a week, which is ridiculous. And you know, you're not going to make it. Why are you making those your goals? So to have a non-negotiable, which is, okay, two workouts a week, one day of food prep, and the rest, if it works out, it works out. Now, that's how I look at it because, and oftentimes, I take my workouts down and I write a program for four times per week. And if I get that fifth day in, I feel on top of the world. But even myself, if I was to try and say, you got to work out six days a week, what happens? Like this week, I got sick. And it was like, and yesterday, I'm like, oh my God, this is my third workout of the year so far. I mean, it's only the ninth, but like, it's, it's, you have to figure out what is manageable and realistic for your lifestyle because if you're just going to set these high goals you're just going to often be let down and discouraged and then you become you get in this cycle so you try a little bit less you you work a little you, you know you don't believe as much in your potential and then you just end up being like well screw it yes and there and there in their lies the destruction of motivation and but as Elle said if you set the parameters and you set realistic expectations, when you can achieve them and and you can recognize that you have had success in that, then you can step back and say, okay, I did this. Now, either I'm going to repeat that or maybe I can step it up a little bit more and whatever that means. So maybe, like Al said, if she gets that fifth time in or maybe, you know, she was able to do some little bit extra to prepare herself better with her nutrition, it is the same thing. Yeah, I just came from um, five days. We ended up getting kind of delayed on travel five days, you know, longest time in a long time as, you know, not being sick, not getting to a gym. Um, I had food prepped with me for the first two days, but because of our the weather and everything, you know, it pretty much went out the window because I ran out of food. So, you know, I, I had to reevaluate how I was going to just continue to keep myself feeling good because that was all my goal was on this travel trip. So, you know, we plotted out the, the fast food restaurants because we were trapped with our dogs. So we had to be flexible and we made good choices and, 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 and left it there and didn't then go on and self-sabotage or didn't go on and start to beat myself up over it because I think when you are embracing times where you just have to keep going, you know, success can still be made that way. Yeah, I I agree. So let's talk about, I just want to touch on the, excuse me, the idea of someone who's listening right now who has fallen off already. So it's the 9th of January, you know, the new year is a big time to set some new goals and say, you know, this year is going to be the year that I'm going to do this, this, and that. And 
and I don't, and I think it's great, honestly, because a lot of people are like, oh, they're resolutioners, like, you know, people always say that they're gonna change things and do things at the beginning of the year, um, but it's after the holidays, and a lot of times, the basically from Thanksgiving all the way until the new year, people have schedules that are crazy, and they've got parties, and, you know, there's food, and there's, you know, busy schedules, and kids have things, and, and all these other things are going on, so the new year is a good time, things slow down, and so if you're one of those people that's like, oh, you know, I, I'm, I'm kind of embarrassed that I'm starting now, and I feel like I'm going to fail, don't worry, don't feel like you're going to fail, um, and maybe if you have already I hate to say the word failed, but if you've already fallen off from that goal that you basically promised yourself at the beginning of the year, it, there's plenty of time to get back, you know, get back to it and, and start over again. And so for anybody who has stumbled already, that's the purpose of making a lifestyle out of, you know, health and fitness. It's like, it's not a prep. It's not 12 weeks. And I think that going back to the social media thing is prep is very popular. It's like every person that is into fitness, not every, because that's totally way too specific um, and, you know, limiting, but a lot of people you see if they're super fit and super lean and they look great and they look like they're, you know, on top of their stuff, they're like, oh yeah, I'm prepping for a show or like, or whatever. It's like, you don't have to be that person. You don't have to be prepping for a show in order to have some structure and some direction in your fitness goals. And so that's what I'm taking with me while I work through this year of life that isn't necessarily when's the next competition. Uh, last year, I ha- I gained a lot of weight. I didn't, I was like, I don't ever want to compete. I kind of had a sour taste in my mouth. Um, and that was not because of anybody else. It was just because of some personal things that I was going through. And that's going to happen to a lot of people. They're going to have an event in their life, or maybe it's a bad prep, or maybe it's something else that you just you just have a bad taste in your mouth. You're just like, I don't, I don't want to do this. I don't, I'm not in a place where taking care of myself is first priority. And then, you know, it catches up to you and quickly you're like, okay, that needs to be first priority again. Um, but how, how do you make it a priority in your life if you have fallen off? So like, I guess, Jules, what did you do when, when you weren't taking care of yourself, you know, before the surgery that, that, to, to kind of get and be back. Well, you know, I took a really a good hard look at where I was and, and what I had sort of fallen through on um, kind of keeping it all together. And, you know, obviously, you know, aesthetics is important to me. Um, I am in, a, in the fitness industry and, it, you know, I, I do like to look the part of a fitness coach, so it is very important to me. Um, it is also, I know when I evaluate what I was doing, what I wasn't doing, again, it came down to me redefining what fitness meant to me. And that really, like I said, that always comes down to it um, because fitness, again, it is. It is the physical, it's the psychological, it's the nutrition. And, and I, you know, I really had a good talk with myself about how I needed just to kind of clean up um, sort of the habits that I had fallen into um, that were more kind of like the things because I was distracted from from me. 
So, you know, making sure that I prepared all of my foods and things like that. But I did. I really became um, much more accountable to myself. And one of the things that I always do like to do is I just I like to keep track of my workouts. Not you know not in a lot of detail, but I put it on my calendar. And I know it sounds kind of silly, but it's like um you know when you're in kindergarten and you get a gold star for the you know the day you tied your shoes yourself or something. No, and then that it's, seriously you know that seriously it, it, works. It really it, does. It, if you keep always I think, has for me. <laughs> I think that if you keep if you can keep a tally of you know how many workouts that you plan to do um, and then how many workouts that you succeed and I think a little reward system because we are very I guess driven by reward so we think about it I'll go back to it yet again because this is just like this is prevalent this is where you guys are finding us is through social media so it's like if you even talking about doing something you get this rush of dopamine basically you so like if you are telling people like oh I'm gonna lose 50 pounds I'm gonna do a show or I'm gonna you know I'm gonna you know do this marathon or whatever um basically when people are people are gonna hype you up and be like oh yeah that's great that's awesome good for you you're gonna get that like dopamine response and rush of like man, that felt good. Like, even people telling you, like, that you, like, good job or good for you. And those are the things that we need to focus on. Like, what are, you don't want everything to be a reward. So, what, so yes, writing down, you know, workouts that you plan to do, and then the workouts that you achieve, that should be a reward in itself. And so a lot of people talk about like, um, you know, buying themselves things after after they've um, after they have achieved X number of workouts. What about you're just doing like that's extra credit. Like what about just doing yeah. it because you need to do this basically and like you it's because you enjoy doing it. Um, so I think that that is just one thing that I like to think about a lot is that, why do you do things? It's There shouldn't always be this grand reward um, of acceptance from other people because you're doing it. Does that make sense? Yeah, you know, and it's fun because you talk about social media and some of the negative things, and I actually... I, I'm a big believer in some accountability and not everybody has, you know, a coach to be accountable to. Not everybody has a friend that maybe understands them. And so for those, I love, I love, like, clients will use their social media as fitness people, but they post, you know, their accountability things because it helps, like Ellen was saying, give a little burst of uh, dopamine because they can look back at it and say, yeah, you know what? I did it. It's my own little tracking. So I kind of feel like, if you have your own personal fitness social media account and it really drives you to be accountable, and I think it's great if you use it that way, um, because I think you can maybe step back and say, you know what, I, I can see that I was I was paying attention to taking care of myself. Um, but anyway, you were going to say something, Ellen. I know that um, I started to interrupt you on that one. Oh no, I was just going to say we have a little bit of feedback on your end, so that's all. Oh. I just, I, I don't know. I'm I, trying not to touch my microphone. I know, I think, I don't know whether it's that or, so spare with us guys, we are still brand brand new with this whole podcast thing, and we bought two microphones, and we couldn't figure out how they could work, so um, <laughs> I've got one working, and hopefully when, you know, whatever, well, <laughs> you guys don't need to know about the details here, but um, 
but I do think that um, we can probably, you know, kind of kind of wrap wrap this up a little bit because I didn't want this to be too long. Um, but I did want to just say that I think that um, finding a healthy balance post show or without a show in you know on the horizon or if you're never a competitor and that's the thing is that I don't want this to be just directed towards competitors but um so if you're just an everyday person trying to figure out how to be fit and healthy without needing a big end goal is that there's no shame in moderation there's no shame in not being perfect and the idea of perfection is really limiting um it's the idea that things, you know, it can't be fun, like perfection, perfectionism takes away any ability to have balance. And so you need to think about your life and your fitness and healthy lifestyle as as far as perfection can get because it's going to be individual. So if we think about perfect, like what's a perfect square? It's, you know, it's like dimensions are the same and whatever, all the other math things that are the talk about what a square is. That's what perfect is, where there's no, there's no this or that, there's no, you know, in between. It's, it's a solid thing and it's specific. Um, You don't need to live that way and you don't need to hold yourself to those high standards of perfection uh, in order to live a healthy lifestyle. So our, so, so we can't tell you what a healthy lifestyle is. I mean, you probably have some sort of idea of what those extremes are, but it's, it's finding a comfortable place that isn't the extremes. Yeah, yeah, I definitely think, you know, it it really is all about moderation and flexibility and understanding that different parts of different times of your life are going to require different um, activities and different responses. And you have to be kinder to yourself on that. And as I'll said, you know, being fit doesn't mean you can do 100 push-ups and, you know, 30 pull-ups. Who makes that stuff up? So what it comes down to is you have to define what fitness means to you and then look at it as how can you, how can you take steps to achieve that definition. And then when you hit that definition, then reevaluate and find another way to define fitness because your body is going to change. And even when you hit fitness level, boom, if you stop doing what you're doing, even if you kept doing it, your body's going to be different. So you have to learn to be flexible because it's all really based on time. And time is going to keep going no what we do. So activities have to support your, your, your real goals. So that's, that's what I'm going to say. When you really put those words on, then you know what? I do think you can dig deep and you can find that motivation because motivation is just the, is just the determination to get something done. Yeah. Absolutely. So I think that that about wraps up this topic. So to the winner, I'm going to send her a message. Um, And so thanks for all the uh, requests for the topics. Um, We're basically going to try and get more of these out. We would love if you would leave us a review in the iTunes store. That would mean the world to us. Um, That's kind of like the only way that we can really see 
the feedback, I guess, because, I don't know, iTunes is confusing, guys. This is new for us. Um, but we would love if you would do that. Um, and if you're not already following us on our social medias, mine is at L underscore the letter B, fit body, E-L-L-E underscore B-F-I-T-B-O-D-Y, and Joel's, hers is at Coach Joel's underscore T-B-F-B. That's it. That's it. So I, so that one's pretty easy. Um, and if you have any questions about our fitness weekend, please send us an email. Um, I'll put the links in the show notes below. And we just want to say thank you guys for listening to our first episode of uh, 2018. I almost said 2019 or 2009. I don't know what I was thinking. Um, so have a great day, morning, afternoon, night, whenever you're listening to this, and we will catch you in the next one. Bye. Bye.